special morning to you all today is day four uh, three sorry is day three right monday tuesday wednesday today is day three of our fasting and prayer god is still helping us it's necessary for us to go through this journey and i believe that god will do something beautiful even in our midst throughout these 30 days fasting and prayers in fact may the lord strengthen everybody father we give you glory we honor you for this morning and we thank you 
for that which you are doing in our lives. We thank you for that which you are about to also do in our lives. And thank you for that which you have done in the past. Lord, we commit the service, we commit the different people, their heart even before you, that this one will bless them, will transform them, change their identity to become a glorious testimony to their lives in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Yeah, I'm a 
bless God for today and we honor his mighty name now for some days now since we returned we have been dealing with the subject of foundations where we have talked about in the beginning and this concept is helping the believer to understand the proper structures of their entire life it means that there are certain things that needs to be put in place so they can be on form for there are challenges of life and the bible says that for in this life you shall have challenges or for in this world you shall have issues you will go through challenges you shall have tough times are you getting it yeah so it means that what will help the believer to stand against tough time is how tough they are and the capacity that they've built to overcome the challenges of life this stands to reason as a child of god that there are certain things that needs to be put in place so that the believer can stand strong against the fiery dart and the wiles of the enemy are you following are you here with me this morning if you are following shout yes if you are following type yes yeah so now we have understanding that as a believer as a child of god starting the year like this we know prophetically that as we start the year it's a season to build enough capacity and that has got to do with our foundation if the foundation is properly built the bible says that if the foundation is destroyed what can the righteous do so it doesn't matter how good you are if your foundation is not properly built you cannot do anything you have to maybe realign or pull the whole thing down and restructure certain things am i talking to somebody so it is very very important that the believer will now have a proper understanding about firm foundations because it is through that firm foundations that you can lay other blocks of the house you want to build and if you build proper foundation you can lay many blocks even on it that you will not have any issue and that stands to reason that as a child of god your beginning is very very important the beginning of a thing is very very important because everything is going to be built on what you started with 
Now, the Bible says that Peter came, and we know that Peter did his best. Paul also came, did his best. Apollos, or whatever you may call it, came, did. All of these people were doing their best. And you could see that they were all doing their best according to how God wanted them to function. And that also gave them a revelation as to what they are supposed to do in the particular place that that thing is supposed to manifest. So God called Peter, God called Paul. But all of these people, they have a specific assignment and that assignment also help them to identify the people they are called for are you here with me it is very very important that as much as we want to achieve many things in this life we have to understand our abilities are you getting it or our capacities that could help us to do the things we want to do in fact there are many thoughts there are many things that many people want to achieve in this life. Nevertheless, having the desire to achieve the thing is not enough. But building quality foundation and capacity will help you to achieve those things you want to do. Now, the church of God has some foundations that every believer must know. If you are a child of God and you don't know these foundations, it means that there are things that will be missing from your life. If you are walking and you do not know your foundation, it will be very difficult to, to, to identify yourself. Now, I know that I am an Ashanti because my mother is an Ashanti. My father is an Ashanti. I know it because I know the source of my parent. Are you following if I don't know the source of my parent, I wouldn't know whether I am an Ashanti or I am a Fanti. Am I talking to somebody? So it is very, very important for everybody to know where they are coming from. Now, that is what we read yesterday in the book of Luke, where the Bible says that what man will plan to build a house and will not estimate the cost if he can complete that building. So the purpose of your building is not just starting the building, but how you end the building. The purpose of the race in 2024 is not only about how you are going to start. It is very, very important about how you are going to start, but it is not only about how you are going to start, but to also estimate your capacity whether you can be able to go through what you are starting in this year. And how can you do that? Even if you don't have enough capacity for the year, you can begin to put some proper structures on your foundation that will give you enough abilities or capacities to go through the 12 months of 2024. Are you here with me? So my purpose or my assignment of teaching this subject is to enlighten you as to, and as to um, how a believer can establish or can build a proper foundation. People are strong not because 
they are gifted. I know many people that, that, that are intelligent, they are brilliant, but because their foundation was not good, they really struggled in life. Many people went through tough times because their foundation was not right, because the Bible stated it, that if the foundation should be destroyed, what can the righteous do? You are a righteous man, but if your foundation is not properly established on a rock, what can you do? So the assignment is to enlighten you as to how to establish proper foundation. And number two, how to build enough energy or capacity for the days ahead. You need these two, proper foundation, and you need enough energy or capacity so you can handle what you want to handle in the year 2024. Am I talking to somebody? Are you following? So it is now therefore very, very important for the believer to understand the concept of beginning a thing and the concept of foundation and the concept of capacity. So they will balance whatever they want to do and that they will be able to do it in a beautiful manner, in an excellent way. Are you following? Now we know that as believers, we know that we have the triunity or the trinity, which is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Somebody, somebody type trinity. Somebody type trinity. Now I want to build some foundation so you will get a proper understanding. Somebody type Trinity. Somebody type God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. God bless you. Now, knowing that we have the Trionity or the Trinity, we know that everyone who is a Christian have to understand the function of each one of them. Now, remember, God the Father is not the Son. Please, these are some of the foundations. Put it in your head. God the Father is not the Son. God the Son is not the Father. God the Son is not the Holy Spirit. God, the Holy Spirit, is not the Father and is not the Son. Each one of them have their roles that they play. And this is something that every believer must understand as their foundation of their faith in the Lord. As you are beginning the year, you must understand these things. These are things that we learn even on, in Sunday school. But a lot of believers normally forget these teachings. And that is why they do not know the function of each one of them. They are all one. They are one. The three are one. Nevertheless, in terms of their specific assignment, they play different roles. Are you following? Are you following? So we have the Trinity 
but each one of them have their roles. Now, this is a basic foundation that you must understand. Before we even move on to teach higher things, am I talking to somebody? Now, when you understand some of these things, you understand your foundation well. That everybody has a role to play in your life. And you have your role to play. Now, when you understand which role you are supposed to play, you will establish your foundation well. If, it, if all my life I am supposed to become a man of God, I will not waste my time going to um, federal education to do, um, how do we call it, other courses that has nothing to do with the kingdom. Unless God directs me to do so. Are you following? Why? Because after everything that I was done on this earth, I will be remembered by the impact I made in people's lives and the assignment I was able to fulfill. Listen, many people did a lot of things, but because it was not part of their godly design assignment, they are not remembered of those things. But if you are able to fulfill your assignment, let years pass and pass, your name will pop up. Am I talking to somebody? So the believer must now understand what is their role. And they will understand this one better if they understand the role of each one of the Trinity. Is it clear? So number one, God the Father. Now, I want to put it in a simple way because the purpose of teaching is not to confuse. I'll keep on saying this. The purpose of teaching is not to tell people that the man of God is so anointed with mysteries and revelations. The purpose of teaching is to enlighten the hearer or the student so that they will be transformed and when they are transformed, they can now conform to the pattern through which God wants them to be. So the, the good teacher teaching the word of God must teach the word of God in plain words so that the people will have a deeper understanding. Then through that understanding, they will be transformed. And when they are transformed, they can now conform to the patterns that God is showing them. You are not deep because you teach to confuse. You are deep because you teach to transform. Can I take it again? You are not deep because you teach to confuse. You are deep because you teach to transform. Everybody needs to be transformed. Transformation is very, very important. But transformation will not come without light. It is when light comes that transformation manifests. When light came in the book of Genesis chapter 1, verse 2 to 3, when light came, then God said. So it is when light is available that we see the things we ought to say. Can we continue? Shall glory, shall glory, shall glory. So I have put in it in a simple form for you to understand that your foundation is found the Bible said there is no better foundation than that which Christ founded. So our foundation is Christ as believers. Are you following? 
Our foundation is Christ as believers. And we must understand that he is our firm foundation and he is the rock. He is that rock that our foundation must be laid on. Are you here with me? Very, very good. So the father, what is the role of God the father? The role of God the father is simple is to create a plan. I said I want to teach it in simple terms. Is to do what? Is to create a plan. Simple. The role of God the Father is to create a plan. What is the role of God the Son, that is Jesus Christ? Is to implement the plan. So as much as God will bring the plan, God will bring a plan. But there is somebody that needs to implement the plan, and that is Jesus. Are you following? What is the role of God, the Holy Spirit? The role of God, the Holy Spirit, is to administer the plan. Did you get the three? Is it clear? So the role of God the Father in our life is to create a plan. And the role of the Son is to implement the plan. And the role of the Holy Spirit is to administer, that is administration work, is to administer the plan. The Father implement. So if if uh, sorry, the, when we say that somebody um, create a plan, sorry, the Son implement the plan. When we say somebody create a plan, it means that he is the creator. Are you getting it? Are you getting it? Yes. Yes. But it is the role of the Son to implement. What has been what? Created. Now, when we say something is implemented, it means that that person makes sure mm, or it, they ensure the observance of laws and rules or they apply in a manner consistent with its purpose or design. So to implement something is that the thing has been created, but you must apply it. That is the work of Jesus. To apply, that is to implement what has been created. Okay, and the Holy Spirit, please understand some of these basic things. I know the reason why I'm teaching you this and I've explained to you earlier. So watch out, because this is going to bless you. So the role of the Holy Spirit is to administer. Do you know that before you get a job, you go to the administration. At that workplace, you see the HR and you see the administrator. 
and they make sure that everything that has been implemented it is is at work are you getting it yes so there's a simple term for the administration work and that is perform so although it has been implemented the government have now implemented a law that we have to add 23 percent to everyone's salary now they will pay the money one person will say that i am not i am not seeing my own so it will now become the work of the hr and the administrator and all of these people are found in the administration they are all under the administration council and it is their work to make sure that your part is what is being paid so they did not implement it but they perform i think now the 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 the, the example is clear to you so god the father is to create the plan he is the ruler of all things so he creates the plan he brings the idea he created the plan jesus will implement the plan and the holy spirit will now perform or administer the plan these are foundations every child of god must know are you following so there is one god these are foundations there is one god creator and governor of all things distinguished into the father the son and the holy spirit can i take it again so don't tell your pastor you didn't teach me some of these foundations if somebody is supposed to ask you your foundation you can't even explain because you you were not taught or you don't even remember so can i take it again there is one god somebody say one god everybody type one god don't forget this somebody say one god somebody say one god and he's the creator and governor of all things distinguished into number one the father number two the son number three the holy spirit one god creator and governor of all things that is point number a there is one god creator and governor of all things distinguished into the father the son and the holy spirit are you here with me or you are gone (laughs) now understand point number one that there is god i will do that richie 
understand that there is God. For the invisible things of him, that is his eternal power and Godhead, are seen by the creation of the world. So how we know that he is God is because he is the creator. And we know God, even the Buddhist, every religion have this understanding that there is God. Sometimes they, they doubt that there is no God, but you realize that when they are going through challenges, they say, hey, God, help us. God, that is God. So even your own being, sometimes you are not conscious of yourself, speaks about God. Are you heard me? Are you following? So you must understand, number one, that there is God. And we know he is God because of the invisible things of him. That is his eternal power. And God had as seen by these things around him as seen by the creation of the world. We don't see him. But out of him came what we see. And he's been considered God, number one, by his works. Are you here with me? Number two. This God is one. Please, these are foundations. Number one, there is God. Number two, this God is this God is one. God is one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So now your foundation is that if anybody is supposed to tell you that there is no God, you know there is God. And that he is God because he is the creator of the universe. It's your foundation. Understand. I've been dealing with the physical foundations here, so for, I think for the past two days as to how you are going to, but today I want to deal with this, your foundation in Christ, your foundation as a child of God and understand that there is God and God has been distinguished into what? Three faces, face number one, father, number two, son, number three, Holy Spirit. The father is the creator of plan. The Son is the implementer of the plan. The Holy Spirit is the word administrator of the plan. And the proof of this is that so we must now understand this concept of God that there is God. God is there. This is your belief system and this is your foundation in Christ. God is there. There is God. 
That's number one. Number two, God is one. Despite that they play different roles, does not mean that they are different. God is one. Are you following? God is one. Now, can I explain God is one to you? I think this is one of the difficult things to teach, but I will teach by the grace of God. Okay. Do you remember the scripture was talking to us? Are you following? Are you following? Do you remember the, 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 the scriptures was talking to us about the body? Where the Bible says that the body is one. And it says that the nose or the mouth or the eye should not, or the hand should not tell the leg that I am important than you. You remember that scripture? The eyes should not say I am important than the ear. The ears should not say I am important than the mouth. The mouth should not say I'm important than the nose. The nose should not say I am important than the tongue. All of these body parts, eh, they play different roles. Nevertheless, you cannot take one out because together we are one. When we see you as Selena, we see everything in form. But once something is taken from your body, maybe one, it will, it will not happen in Jesus' name. Maybe they've taken one of your hands. Eh? They will now say that you have deformed. Deformity because something is missing from your body parts. So it is through the combination of all the body parts that we say that the body is one. And it is not only that, but also it is in unity of the various roles that brings the fullness of the body. So the Bible says that some were made what? As Jesus ascended into heavens, the Bible says that he gave gift to men. And this gift he gave to men, some became apostles, some prophets, some pastors, some teachers, some evangelists, and all of these things together for the perfection of the saints. So the body is not for if somebody says, me, I am an apostle, so I am the overall boss. The prophet, the teachers, you are all under me because I am an apostle. If somebody says that I don't need anybody because I have the ability to see and to hear because I'm a prophet. Even the things you did yesterday as an apostle, I saw it. I don't need you. If the teachers will say that I am the one that can teach you to show you the ways of the kingdom. If I don't teach you, you will not even understand the dynamics of the prophetic that you are bragging with. If the pastor should say, all you people talking, you are talking too much. If I do not shepherd you, you will be snatched by a demonic force. If, you, if I do not shepherd you, a certain lion will swallow you. You are talking too much. Don't you know I am the pastor? 
Don't you know that you can find pasture in my area? Don't you know that all your gift doesn't matter without a pastor? Everybody is bragging with their gift. Then the evangelist will come. <laughs> all of you, you talk too much. You don't know that we are the way, we are the ones that are going to show you the way to salvation. You know that if we don't, if we don't teach you the ways to salvation, all of you, no matter what you are doing, you, you, your souls will perish in hell. Am I talking to somebody? So, so everything that you're doing, if we don't show you the way of Christ, all of you, you will be lost. So we are the evangelists. We evangelize to save your life, even in the kingdom of light. Without us, you cannot see the kingdom of God. You can do all that miracles, signs and wonders, and you may not see the kingdom of God. So everything is on our shoulders, evangelists. <laughs> Somebody shout glory. Yes. So you could see that everybody provided they have deeper understanding about their field of call can brag and can confuse people but listen the perfect body of christ is supposed to work together the apostles the prophets pastors the teachers and the evangelists all of these people must work together so let's read the scripture Right. God bless you. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 16 to 18. And if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? But now had God set the members, every one of them in the body, as it had pleased him continue for me let's go to 19 first corinthians chapter 12 verse 19 can we read that scripture powerful scripture there god bless you richie god bless you yes okay so let me read the verse 12 cry before i continue see first corinthians chapter 12 verse 12 just as a body though one has many parts but all but all its many parts form one body so it is with christ my god if they were all one part first corinthians 12 19 where would the body be continue for me if they were all one part where would the body be are you following so each one of the body part plays a role so that is how the god head is they are one nevertheless their roles are distinguished are you learning? Please, I want you to understand this basic foundation. You ask a normal believer, what are your foundations? They don't even understand. They don't even understand the question because some way, somehow, some of them were not taught. Some of them didn't even have this basic information. Now, listen. Wisdom is profitable. Knowledge is also profitable. As you are learning some of these things, you are being upgraded in the spirit. When you receive knowledge and you understand certain things, spiritually you are upgraded. If you were used to conquering demons of stomach alone, stomach pains alone, you will see that now you are conquering demons of viral diseases. You enter into deep things. That's how God promotes us. 20, 1 Corinthians 12, 20. But now are there many members yet but one body? That is where I want. 
1 Corinthians 12, 20. But now are they many members, yet but one body. So have this understanding. The revelation of the Godhead is that God is one. That is, that is point number two. Number one is there is God. But this God we have is distinguished into, how do we call it? Three different parts according to their roles. And that is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I said that in distinguishing them, the Father is not the Son. The Son is not the, the, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not the Father. It means that they are not, in terms of role, they have different roles. And I said that the roles are that Father is what? The creator. He created the plan. The Son, mm-hmm, that's what? He implement the plan. The Holy Spirit, that's what? Administer the plan. So as simple as that. I hope it is clear. I hope you now understand what I'm teaching. Okay. So we said, number one, there is God. There is God. Yes, there is God. And number two, this God is one. This God is what? Is one. This God is one. You remember the scripture that said, concerning therefore meat sacrificed to idols. We know that an idol is nothing in the world and that there is none other God but one. So God is one. And God is one, is, God is one based on what I taught you. That although the Holy Spirit is administering things, the Son is implementing things. Are you getting it? Yes. God bless you. First Corinthians chapter 8, verse 4. Yes. As concerning, therefore, the eating of those things that are offered in sacrifice unto idols, we know that an idol is nothing in the world. Now, people of God, can I, can I show something to you right now? Don't fear idols again if you know your foundation. Don't fear idols. The Bible says that idol, we know. He said we know that an idol is nothing in the world. Somebody say, idol is nothing. Declare, idol is nothing. Idols in my father's house, my mother's house. Idols in my generation. Idols in my jurisdiction. You are nothing before my God. In the name of Jesus. And that there is none other God but one. So we know that God is one through scriptures. In 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 4. Are you following? Yes. So that is another thing. Point number three. And I hope you understand God is one. You understand the second point that God is one. I have explained it using different things. Are you getting it? That's your hand is doing something different, your eyes do something, but they are one. They are all part of the body. The same way Jesus is doing something or he did something. Holy Spirit also did something. Father also did something. So, But all of them, they are one. It is also seen in the book of Genesis chapter 1. The Bible says that in the beginning, God. So we saw God when we were talking about foundations in the beginning. 
we talk about God. Then we saw the spirit who, which was hovering on the surface of the deep. And we saw light. Said, and God said, and that is the word, and that is Jesus. So all the three things, uh, sorry, all the three God had manifested in the book of Genesis. So we saw it. Are you getting it? Powerful. Let's go to point number three. Are you making note? Now we know there is God and we know that this God is one. Point number three is that he is creator of all things. So when you have this understanding, basic understanding, which is powerful for your foundation, when somebody tells you that this thing, it is my ancestor who did this and this thing came into being, they are liars. If science or if a scientist come and say that we did this thing, we created this thing, they are liars because they themselves were created by God. Are you getting it? These are foundations, Colossians chapter 1, verse 16 to 17. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth. So we know visible and invisible whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers all things were created through him and for him and he is before all things and in him all things consist are you following yes so he is creator of all things do you remember the scripture that says that through faith we understand that the world was ordained by the word of God, so that the things which we see are not made of things which did appear. You remember that scripture? Powerful scripture there. So everything you see, it is because this God we are talking about created it. And if God created it, when you need such things, go to God and don't go to a malam. A malam cannot help you. A malam cannot... Um, um, give you those things. They will give you temporal things out of the things God has created. Am I talking to somebody? Everything you see is the creation of God. Hebrews eleven thirteen. The Bible says, by faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, not your father's command. It was formed at God's command. Okay. Um, do I have people who are scientists here, maybe engineers, maybe doctors, maybe people who did science. I'm not talking about those who did general arts and they went to nursing training, like my wife. You can't tell me you're a scientist. You did general arts, you, ent you entered nursing. You can't tell me you are, not, you are not a scientist. I'm talking about people who did science in, in high school, continuing. And I don't want business people who, when they, they finish, they will enter. Uh -huh. I'm using my wife because if I use you, maybe you'll get offended. So let me use my wife. She did general as you enter nursing and you think you're a scientist. You are not a scientist. I'm not a scientist. One day, um, when we were dating, um, can I share this with you? My, my wife was sick and um, she was admitted at the hospital. So she was okay. Then we have to, that I was using my Honda Civic. So we went there to discharge her. 
from the hospital. So on our way, the car was DV. DV means that the, the car is not, it's a private number. Are you getting it? It's not registered like, yes. So it, it, it has a rule. Are you getting it? So when we were coming, the people that were in the car were many. We met a policeman and the policeman was like, who are you? The policeman saw a lab coat or a lab suit on in the car. So when he saw it, he said, why are you a doctor? I didn't say anything. I didn't reply. I was quiet. Then he said, get down. I want to talk to you. I got down. He said, where are you going? And I said, oh, my lady was not feeling well, but they just discharged her and I'm bringing her home. He said, oh, okay. And he said that, eh, but the number of people you are carrying, does it mean they have to carry this amount of people? I said, oh, me, I am a medical lab scientist. I think the man didn't understand medical lab science. So I'm coming from, I wanted to, to say something so that, to, to blind this policeman so that he will leave me. I said, I'm a medical lab, of course, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a medical lab scientist by profession. Yes. So I did that and the policeman was like, uh-huh, he checked and later he came and said, ah, so you are not a doctor, you are a lab. Okimuja. He said, you are not a doctor, you are not a doctor, you are not a doctor. You are not. I said, ah, sir, did I tell you that I'm a doctor? I said I'm a medical lab scientist. I said, but you say you're a doctor, you are not a doctor. The policeman couldn't speak one English. All that he was saying is that you are not, you say you are, you are, you are a doctor, you are not a doctor. You are, the, you, are saying, you are saying you are a doctor, you are not a doctor. You are, I, I don't know what was troubling this policeman. All that he's saying, you said you are a doctor, you are not a doctor, you are not a doctor. So nurses, those of you who did the nurse and you are not, you are now nurses, please, you are not scientists. Don't, don't think that because you people find a way to do nursing, you are scientists. You are not scientists. Okay, can I continue my teaching? Like the policeman told me, I'm not a doctor. Of course, I'm not a doctor. I'm a medical lab scientist. Or like my mother. My mother went to the village and I don't know what my mother told the people. Everybody said, hey, um, um, they said your son is a doctor. I said, ma, I'm a doctor. I'm a lab. I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. Hey, Auntie Guri, you're telling people, your son, you see, they don't know. When they see that you work at the hospital, to them, you're a doctor. I said, me, I'm not a doctor. I, I'm a medical lab scientist. I get in it. Yes, 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 yes. So those of you who are not scientist please the fact that you're a nurse doesn't mean you're a scientist you are now trying to become one uh -huh. can i continue so do i have scientists on this platform now do you know that once i have a lab coat i'm a doctor <laughs> do you know that um oh no don't 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 mind me you are all scientists everybody the thing i'm going to say it doesn't matter whether you're a scientist or not do you have you heard the word scientific or scientific discovery and they claim that they claim it in a way it make people seem that they created the thing now for you to discover something it means that the thing was there right am i right now, the word discover means that it was covered, but you were able to discover, like uncover the covering of that thing.
Can I break certain things down? I want you to understand what I'm teaching. So understand that science, scientist or when you, when you encounter a scientist or somebody who is into science, they didn't create, they don't have the power to create. This is where people get things wrong. For us to create paracetamol, are you getting it? For us to create diclofenac with ibuprofen and all that in it, understand that it was already there. What they did was to discover. Where did they get the chemicals from? Where did they get the herbs from? Now I am teaching the aspect of that God is the creator of all things so that nobody can lie to you. These are foundations every believer must understand. God is the creator of all things. It doesn't matter what we have learned in class. Who taught your teacher? And who taught your teacher's teacher? So if you trace, you will know that in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Are you following? So all things were created by God. And there was nothing made that was made without him. Are you following? So we must understand that God is the creator of all things. For you to use the word discovery means that that thing was covered and needs to be what? Discover. So it, it, it is like Yakata Bibiso. God knows that that thing will be of need in a certain season to come. Even the Bible said that in the last days, knowledge shall abound. Colossians 1, 16, 17. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth. Visible and invisible. So discovery things are the invisible things, not only spiritual things alone. But things that are discovered are the invisible things. You do not see, but with time, it will be made manifest in the season that it is needful. Am I speaking to my people? Are you following? I hope you are not lost. Yes. So science, science. You see, science. Do you know that the wise men, they were scientists? Oh. They studied ge geology. They were like those people. They understood the seasons. They understood the stars. Eh? So these people were scientists. They understood the weather. They understood the conditions, the seasons they find themselves. Are you here with me? <laughs> So these astrologers, we know that astronomy is part of science. Or you don't know. It's part of science. Studying the universe beyond the earth atmosphere is science.
So these people, science was already there, not today. The greatest scientists also believe there is God. So understand that God is what? The creator of all things. We only discover. And to discover something, the wisdom to discover is given by God. The knowledge to add this plus this to get, um, how do we call it? Paracetamol is what? Is given by God. Now understand that we all know. Okay, so that is the book of Matthew chapter 2 verse 2. Kwame, nowadays we are doing well. God bless you. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and are come to worship him. So these were astrologers. They had understanding. Are you getting it? Yes. Now, you know that there are chemical components of maybe, okay, for example, let me say paracetamol, like I'm saying. You will get acetic acid in paracetamol. Where do you get that acetic acid? Where can you find acetic acid? And then the more of science. Science. I think you all know vinegar, right? Yes. Now, when you see vinegar, the main component of vinegar is acetic acid. Okay, God bless you, Kwame. Or say acetic acid is also known as ethanoic acid, ethylic acid, vinegar acid, and methane carboxylic acid. Acet acetic acid is a byproduct of fermentation and gives vinegar its characteristic odor. Vinegar is about 4 to 6% acetic acid in water. So when you now try to find out, I'm trying to explain that God is the creator of all things. When you try to find out where this acetic acid is coming from, as part of the component of what? Paracetamol. You will now understand that it is coming from a certain leaf or tree or something. Are you getting it? And it was created by God. But the knowledge to understand what is supposed to be put together to form paracetamol was given by God. So God is the creator of all things. When somebody asks you, you can explain well, that my foundation, what I know is that number one, God, there is God. Number two, God is one. Number three, God is the creator of all things. Number four, he is the governor of all things. He is not just a creator. 
but he is the one that governs all things. And that is why when demons try to fight you, listen, there is one who is what if God should leave enemies, the devil to attack you, no one will survive. I'm telling you. There are some angels that the Bible says that they have been put into chains till the appointed time. If God should leave them, now, I when I was teaching about the end time, I told you about the river Euphrates, where it is known that these angels that have been bound have been kept under the river Euphrates, and in the end time, that river will dry up. And when it begins to dry, oh, were you here when I was teaching about the end times? Yes, I told you that. In fact, this platform you are learning on. The things you are learning, if you will learn well, you will grow up, I'm telling you. And I told you that it's a sign. When the river is drying, it is a sign of the end time. Because the angels that have been kept bound were kept under the river Euphrates. Okay. So he is the creator of all things. He is the governor of all things. When you say somebody is a governor, you understand government. Okay, so Jude chapter 6 verse 6. And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he had reserved in everlasting chain under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. God bless you. So let's go back. Governor. He is the governor of all things. So don't think that God has left you and your family. Listen, that thought that God doesn't care, God doesn't care about me, is a demonic thought. It's a demonic or thought. This should be your foundation for 2024. Have a proper foundation about God that when those demonic thoughts begin to override the thought of God in your mind, you will say, I know, not only what I'm thinking of, but I know that God, is the governor. Psalm 22 verse 28. For the kingdom is the laws. And he is the governor among the nations. Are you here with me? The eyes of the Lord. You remember that scripture? The eyes of the Lord are in every place. Beholding the evil and the good. So when you have this understanding that, oh, okay, so God can see the evil. You don't go in prayer. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. This is scripture. So don't go into prayer and pray wrong prayers foundations that will enlighten you to stand as a priest and pray prayers that God is leading you. Some of you spend more time and pray some prayers that God will not answer when you grow. When you are young, he will answer because you are young. But when you begin to grow, he will not answer. The eyes of the Lord are in every place. Psalm 34 verse 15, the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open unto their cry. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry and the Lord heareth and delivered them out of all their troubles. The eyes of the Lord are in every place. 
it's don't go uh, if you have this foundation you will not go in a dark place i had here come and let me finger finger you you are fingering people in a secret place you are fingering them he said this is that nobody will see remember the eyes so anytime you are going to sin in the secret place, remember the eyes of the lord is in every place hey. yeah, 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 yeah. you thought god was uh, the eyes of the lord anytime you are saying say, hey you remember the actual scripture the eyes of the lord is in every place Anytime you, you are going to sin in darkness, you say, the eyes of the Lord is in every place. Oh, my parents just left the house. You can come to the house. Pastor George and, 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 and mommy just left the house. Now the house is empty, so you can come to the house. The eyes of the Lord is in every place. The eyes of the Lord is in every place. Come over. Yes. Come over. The eyes. Come over. Or you can come over. The eyes of the Lord is in the house. For Lephic may not see it, but the eyes of the... I don't know why I'm beginning to love this scripture. The eyes of the Lord. The t-shirt. The eyes of the Lord is in every place. The eyes of the Lord. You are home alone. The eyes of the Lord. The eyes of the Lord. The eyes of the Lord. The eyes of the Lord is in every place. And that gives us the theme for Tari Easter. The eyes of the Lord is in every place. <laughs> so I remember in Christmas, Christmas time, we say, the voice of the Lord. The voice. I'm saying, no, this is the theme. The voice of the Lord. <laughs> How God communicates is so when we had just wrote it, that was what also came in mind the eyes of the Lord. The eyes of the Lord. We have two months for Tari, one day Tari, Easter. The eyes of the Lord. So understand that He's the governor of all things, and as a governor, His eyes is in every place, beholding the evil and the good. So God is not only watching good, he's also watching evil. And you are in the room, you are watching porno. You don't want to share pornology. You are studying porno as a subject in your house. You are in that bathhouse and you are flecking your thing. As if you say, oh, both volleyball, now flecky, flecky. You don't want to flecky. The eyes of the Lord is there. He is the governor of all things. The eyes of the Lord. There be pono the only mean valefekins or so. Ah, pono lefek saying the eyes of the Lord is watching you. People of God, are you learning? So I will not stay long on this place. So the eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. Yea, and all the hairs of your hairs are numbered. So God is a governor, He even knows the number of your hair, your very hair. He knows the number. The hairs of your head are numbered. This is scriptural. Yea, and all things, sorry, and all the hairs of your head are numbered. He has numbered your hairs. This is, this should tell you how God cares about you. To a point that God is so much concerned with detail. So when I'm prophesying, I want to prophesy with detail. 
because i have the godly nature god the very hairs of your hair he knows the number okay psalm 34 verse 15. no that's not a scripture that's not a scripture so you can look for another it's not a scripture the eyes of the lord are in every place beholding the evil and the good yea and all the hairs of your hairs are numbered though it talks about it but it's not the very scripture you posted yes he sees all things so listen god he is the governor of all things it is here the bible says that he set people on as kings and he dethroned people he set people on the throne and also dethroned people he has that right because he is god luke 12 7 but even the very hairs of your head are all numbered fear not therefore ye are of more value than many sparrows are you getting it yes but even the very hairs of your head are all numbered so god is the governor of your life number five distinguished into the father the son and the holy ghost so that is number five number one is that there is god number two is that this God is one. Number three is that he is the creator of all things. Number four is that he is the governor of all things. Number five, distinguished into the Father. That God has been distinguished into the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. So we now have understood, I have already explained this, that the Godhead, they are one. Nevertheless, they are distinguished into three based on their roles and that is the father the son and the holy spirit i said the father is god the son is god the holy spirit is god but the father is not the son the son is not the holy spirit the holy spirit is not the father as simple as that matthew 28 verse 19 to 20 go therefore and make disciples of all nations how do we do that baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit teaching them to observe all that i have commanded you and lo i am with you always to the close of the age now one time i will teach about the close of the age <laughs> okay and Jesus, when he was baptized, came straight out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And John saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. For there are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. The Word is, is Jesus. So the Father, three that bear record. So there are three. Nevertheless, there are one. I've already explained. I won't spend my time. So the first principle is that there is one God, creator and governor of all things, distinguished into the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And under the principle, we have one, that is God. Two, he is the creator of all things. Three, he is the governor of all things. 
sorry three he's the creator of all things two this god is one yes four he is a governor of all things five distinguished into the father the son and the holy ghost now the second principle which is a foundation are you learning we have a few minutes we will pray and we will close and come at 3 p.m to break our fast yes are you all following yes the second principle you must know you have to always ask yourself questions before you answer that principle and the question is that what doest thou believe concerning man and concerning thy own self what do you believe concerning your own self and this is a foundational thing you must know so that when you see your frailty you know where to run to now you know more about god am i talking to somebody you know what god is capable you know that god is the is the creator of all things you know that he's the governor of all things are you getting you know that god is one so if there are things you wait now we are estimating ourselves so if there are things you are it's not your assignment and it's god's assignment you don't do what belongs to god James 2.19, thou believe that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. So principle number two, what do you believe concerning man and concerning your own self? Understand that all men are wholly corrupted. with sin through Adam's fall and so are become slaves of Satan. When I see you, all of you, eh? All of you, you are wholly corrupted with sin through Adam. Adam's fall corrupted everyone. And so we are all become we all became slaves, not anymore, but we all became slaves to Satan and guilty of eternal damnation. So the number one thing you must know under this is that all men are corrupted with sin. The Bible says that as it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. So this is what you have to know about you. This is good for you to understand. Are you learning, my people? There is none righteous. This is what the Bible says. So all men are corrupted with sin. Number two, I want to be fast on this. They are all holy. When you say holy, it's completely. They are all, number two, they are all wholly corrupted. Remember this scripture? Now the very God of peace sanctify your throughout. And I pray God that your whole spirit and soul and body may be kept blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so the first scripture was Romans 3.10. Yes, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. And that is point number one. All men are corrupted with sin. Point number two, they are all wholly corrupted. Now, the very God of peace sanctify you throughout. And I pray God that your whole spirit, number one, first Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. May God Himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. That is holy. May your whole spirit 
soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. It means that there is a possibility some of you will be blamed that you did the wrong thing at the coming of Christ. But he said that, I pray that you, you, your whole body, your whole spirit, your whole soul, not one of them, will be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you love the teachings, shout love, type love, type love. My God. Are you growing as you are learning? Okay. So, there, we were wholly corrupted. This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their minds, having their cogitations darkened, the word cogitation understanding darkened, and being strangers from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the hardness of their hearts. When the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and all the imagination of the thought of his heart were only evil continually. Yes. So they are all wholly corrupted. Not single one. You cannot take one out. Your pastor was corrupted until he met Christ. Your archbishop is corrupted until he met Christ. And even some people met Christ, they are still corrupted. <laughs> so this is what you have to know about yourself. You are there, you don't know anything about yourself. How can you rule? You don't know you. You don't know your strength. You don't know your weakness. You don't know your frail, uh, frailties, yes. You don't know what you are corrupted of, what you are capable of. And what you are not capable of, how can you rule? You have to weigh yourself, estimate the cost. Number three. So it is following, you know, all men are corrupted with sin. That is number one. They are wholly corrupted. Number two, through Adam's fall. Number three, through Adam's fall. How did corruption came? How did corruption came? You see, corruption manifested when adam fall there was nothing like corruption when adam had not fall but the moment adam fell suddenly everybody the bible says that sin was now imputed by force whether you live right or not sin was now imputed in you are you following are you learning Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered on into the world, and death by sin. And so death went over all men, for so much as all men have sinned. So it was by one man, and that man who brought it is Adam. That is point number three. Point number four. And so are become slaves of Satan. So when that thing happened, point number four is that we became slaves of Satan. Now we are going somewhere. You understand why we are teaching this. It's your foundation. Wherein in time past, you walk according to the course of the world and after the prince that ruleth in the air, even the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. For as much then as the children were partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part 
with them, that he might destroy through death him that had power over death, that is the devil, in whom the God of this world had blinded the minds, that is, of infidels, that the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, which is the image of God, should not shine unto them. So we became slaves and we were cursed. And that will lead me to point number five. So, and so I become slaves of Satan and guilty of eternal damnation. That is point number five. So we became guilty of eternal damnation. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, cursed is every man that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. Likewise, then, as by the offense of one, the fault came on all men to condemnation. So by the justifying of one, the benefit abounded towards all men to the justification of life. So this is what I want to share with you. Now you know that when we come to the second principle, which is the principle of knowing you as a man and knowing your own self, you could see that there was nothing beauty about us. Because of Adam's sin, we were condemned. We now move to the third principle. What is the third principle? I told you, ask yourself questions. What means is there for thee to escape this damnable estate? Now we know that in our foundation, we know God, we know God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We know their role or the role they play. We know the role of God. We know that God is one, but distinguished into three separate parts. Are you getting it? Now, when we came back, we know that everything was created by them. When we knew it, we came to man and we saw that man fell. The fall of man also brought curses. So now, the third principle is now going to tell us on our foundation that what is the solution to the consequences of our sins. And these are foundations. Are you learning? Are you enlightened? Now, the foundation number one you must understand based on the third principle is that Christ Jesus, the eternal Son of God. Now, Jesus Christ, the eternal Son of God, being made man by his death upon the cross and by his righteousness, had perfectly alone by himself accomplished all things that are needful for the salvation of mankind. So point number one is that Christ Jesus is the eternal Son of God. Okay. The Bible says that, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we saw the glory thereof as the glory of the only begotten son of the father, full of grace and truth. So what we need is Christ, Jesus, the eternal son of God. Point number two, this is going to help people. Because people didn't learn some of these things when they were growing up. So they, they, are just, they just believe there is God. They don't know how, came, how come that um, salvation was possible. They don't even understand why Jesus has to come. They don't even understand why they needed Jesus so much. So when people tell them any story, 
they will also believe. Today, I am repairing the old bridges and you will be glorious in the name of Jesus. You will be glorious in the name of Jesus. You will be glorious in the name of Jesus. Truly, God bless you, my teaching priest. Amen. 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 Point number two. Number one, Christ Jesus, the eternal son of God. We, we, we have to. We have to receive him. He is the solution. What means is there for the for, for thee to escape the, this damnable estate? Men were condemned. So what is the help? What is the way forward? The way forward is that you have to know and receive Jesus Christ and know him as the eternal son of God. Number two, this eternal son of God was made flesh. So being made man, sorry, being made man of flesh. For he in no sort took the angels, but he took the seed of Abraham. Mm. Point number three, by his death upon the cross. That is point number three we must understand about the way of escape to this damnable estate. How did he do that? By his death upon the cross. And number four, by his righteousness. Number three, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was broken for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Point number four, by his righteousness. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. So the righteousness of Christ also made us righteous, not our own. Am I talking to somebody? So it is important to understand the righteousness of Jesus because we are not saved by our own righteousness, but the righteousness of Christ. For he had made him to be sin for us, which knew no sin, that we should be made the righteousness of God in him. Point number five, had perfectly. Now these are points, so just write it, I will explain. Wherefore he is able also perfectly to save them that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. So there are people, they can help you, but they cannot help you perfectly. But when, it, when you come to Christ as a root of escape, he perfectly deliver you. Or he had perfectly saved you. Number six, alone by himself. Know these principles that nobody will tell you you have to believe in Muhammad. You have to believe in Buddha. He saved humanity alone by himself. Please, this part is very, very important to me, to me, pa, as I'm teaching you on foundations. He saved you alone by himself. That's point number six. Neither is there salvation in any other. For among men there is given none other name under heaven, whereby we must be saved. So there is only one name that has been exalted, and that's the name Jesus. Listen, if you don't know Jesus, you know nothing yet. You can know everything in the world. If you don't know Jesus, you don't know anything. And I am serious at this point. He saved us alone by himself. 
not the help of any angel, not the help of any um, 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 religion, of any idol. He saved us alone by himself. People of God, when you are serving God, serve God well. Know the God that you believe. You know Jesus. Know him well. He is the one you must know. You are not going to church. Listen, you are not going to church to serve a man. Because he delivered you alone by himself. Your pastor was not part. Your pastor may be a system or a channel that God will use. But the salvation came through Christ. It doesn't matter how the high priest used to preach to the people in the Bible. They continue in their sin. They offered sacrifices unto God. And that sacrifice was to cover their sin, but not to deal with sin. But Jesus has to come again. This is God in human flesh. He came, died, and took away sin. And that he has overcome sin. So don't let anybody lie to you that you have to believe. You have to confess me that in the name of prolific George McEagle, I am covered. I am saved. Somebody that I'm sleeping, I don't know the time I sleep. Can I cover you? It is the revelation you have about me that will cover you, not me as a person. The revelation you know about me will cover you, not me. No, no man after the flesh, like the Bible says. So the revelation you know about prolific is the revelation that will cover you. Can be my son, my daughter. By principle, there is a, a there is a general covering for everyone as a son or as a, or as a daughter because of covenant. Nevertheless, it is the revelation. If somebody sees me and the person have a revelation to sow a seed, a quality seed, it is the revelation the person have. That is why he is going to give me the seed. And because he, the person has been able to fulfill that revelation, that revelation will bless him. Am I talking to somebody? It is the revelation that the woman with the issue of blood for 12 years had about Jesus. That delivered her. Many people were thrown in around Jesus. They were thrown. You see, they thrown themselves on Jesus. But nothing happened. But when this woman had the revelation, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I will be made well. Of course, he, she did that and she was healed. Revelation. Am I talking to somebody? So don't get me wrong. Fathers can be channels. Are you getting it? But your father didn't save you. There may be channels through which God used to save you. But the one that saved you is Jesus. He saved you alone. Know this one is very, very important to me. So that you will not worship your fathers as gods. That when even they are in error and they teach you to walk in that error, you walk in that error to know. Point number seven. Number seven. So, so in number six, alone by himself. And the Bible says, neither is there salvation in any other. This is simple. There is no salvation in any other. For among men, there is given none other name under heaven, whereby he must be saved. Yes. Point number seven. Accomplish all things needful for the salvation of mankind. So he was alone to accomplish all things needful for the salvation of mankind. He did it. When Jesus was dying on the cross, was your father part? Was your mother part? Was your sister part? 
blade kitwa bi kura twa na house tiam was your sister part no so he accomplished all things needful for the salvation of mankind hello point number seven accomplish all things needful for the salvation of mankind and he is the reconciliation for our sins and not for ours only but also for the sins of the whole world he deal with it he deal with it the fourth principle but how may thou be made partaker of christ and his benefit we know that there was a punishment for man there was god god established his word man corrupted the word and that punishment came please understand this thing i'm teaching principle number one there was god god created his word everything was beautiful point principle number two there was man man corrupted the whole world and when man corrupted the whole world we were condemned eternal damnation principle number three jesus came into existence to deliver us but jesus was the man one man alone who did all that to accomplish alone all things he became that sacrifice for everyone and principle number four that is what we are teaching now but how mayest thou be made partakers of christ and his benefit now we know the one who brought salvation so how can we benefit a man of a contrite and a humble spirit that is number one a man of a contrite and a humble spirit for thus saith he that is high and excellent he that inhabited eternity whose name is the holy one i dwell in the high and holy place with him also that is of a contrite and a humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to give life to them that of that are of a contrite heart the sacrifice of god are contrite spirit a contrite and a broken heart oh god thou will not despise so if you come before him and you are humble he will not despise you point number two by faith alone as soon as jesus heard that as soon as jesus heard that word spoken he said unto the ruler of the synagogue be not afraid only believe i taught you this one yesterday that jesus christ was on his way to heal somebody somebody said that ah charlie your daughter no but jesus has to change the word the narrative so that the person will have a different kind of faith otherwise their faith will be destroyed i get the same way on this scripture jesus now told and um, heard the word spoken as he heard the word that was spoken he said unto the ruler of the synagogue be not afraid only believe so if you want to be saved be not afraid only believe take your eyes off your sins only believe so moses made a serpent of brass and set it up for a sign and when a serpent had bitten any man then he looked to the serpent of brass and lived 
And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believe in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So do not be afraid, only believe. Moses built that serpent image made of brass that when people were being bitten by snakes, when they look at the image, Numbers chapter 21, verse 8 to 9, and Moses made a serpent of brass and put it upon a pole, and it became to pass, it came to pass, that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. So you just hold a look at it, and you get healed. The same way Jesus is Christ, Jesus Christ is telling us that we should look unto him and we will be delivered. So faith alone. Number three, apprehending and applying Christ with all his merit unto himself. But as many as receive him, to them he gave power to become sons of God. To them that believe in his name, and Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh unto me shall not hunger, and he that believe in me shall never test. So we must apprehend and apply Christ with all his merit, his advantages unto ourselves. You must take advantage. Number four, is justified before God. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him him for righteousness even as david declared the blessedness of the man unto whom god imputed righteousness without works saying blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered so we are justified before god and that our sins will not be imputed on us point number five and sanctified so this thing that i'm telling you is a process of a man of a contrite and a humble spirit by faith alone, apprehending and applying Christ with all his merit unto himself is justified before God and sanctified. That is the whole thing. So we down so that you understand well. So it's justified before God. We have explained that and sanctified. And he put no difference between us and them. After that, by faith, he had purified their heart. But ye are of him in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. As simple as that. These are our escape routes when men fail. When men fail. The fifth principle, and we will bring it to an end. In fact, it's supposed to be six, but let me finish this. What are the ordinary or unusual means for obtaining faith? We now know that we can go through this process by faith. So how can we obtain faith? Now we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Am I talking to somebody? So number one, faith comes only by the preaching of the word and increasing daily by it. But how shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How would they believe? How shall they call on Jesus if they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? If they are not hearing it, how can they believe? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Where there is no vision, the people perish. 
But he that keepeth the law is blessed. Are you getting it? Romans 10, 17. For Isaiah said, Lord, who had believed our report, so then faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, verily, their sound went unto all the earth and their words unto the ends of the world. Continue, you are not done. Are you getting it? So we must hear before we believe. So there must be a preacher. So number one, faith comes only by preaching of the word and increasing daily by it. Number two, you remember that the Bible said, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Because thou hast refused knowledge, I will also refuse thee that thou shalt be no priest. And seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget your children. This is serious. So if you do not hear the word of God, you can't be saved. Number two, as also by administration of the sacraments. After he received the sign of circumcision as the seal of righteousness of faith, which he had when he was uncircumcised, that he should be the father of all them. I'm reading scriptures so that believe not being circumcised, that righteousness might be imputed to them also. Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. So this is the administration of the sacraments. We must walk through the principles of the faith. Are you following? All, all of the fathers, they were walking through the cloud, under the cloud. So there was a principle. If you are not part of the cloud, you are not saved. If you are not part under, of those people under the cloud, you are not preserved. So there is a principle we must walk. And the last point on the fifth principle is prayer. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The glory cloud, you said you would teach us. Okay, so remind me, I will teach you. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be what shall be saved. But how do we call the name of how do we call upon the name of the Lord? To call it means to pray. Are you getting it? And the last principle for today, then we are done. Wow, I thank God that I'm able to deal with this. Wow. What is the state of all men after death? Now we know that we are now saved through faith in Christ Jesus alone. And we now know that we do that by prayer. We do that by the administration of the Holy Sacrament. We know that by faith, that comes by the preaching of the word. So when we have believed and all that, when we die, the foundational teaching, when we die, what will now happen? Now, this is the totality of all that I'm going to split to teach you. All men shall rise again with their own bodies to the last judgment, which being ended, the godly shall possess the kingdom of heaven, but unbelievers and reprobate shall be in hell, tormented with the devil and his angels forever. Forever. So number one, all men shall rise again with their own bodies. That is number one. Marvel not at this, for the hour shall come in which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice, and they shall come forth. 
that have done good unto the resurrection of life, but they that have done evil unto the resurrection of condemn condemnation. So there are two kinds of resurrection here. Resurrection of what? Life and resurrection of what? Condemnation. One will resurrect into life. One will resurrect into condemnation. And those who do right, they will resurrect into life. Those who do wrong will resurrect into condemnation. My God. Are you following? Are you following? I think I cannot publish this, this teachings. Something has just happened. I can't publish it. Oh, so if you didn't write notes, you are, you are, you are, you are, you are gone. <laughs> yes. If you didn't write notes, then you are gone. Yes. Yes. Point number two, to the last judgment. You see now some people are getting their notes. <laughs> I'm lying. Okay. I'll publish it. I'm lying. I'll publish it. <laughs> Point number two, to the last judgment. For God will bring every work unto judgment with every secret thing. Those of you doing secret things, secret things, it will come into judgment. When you die, it will come into judgment. Whether it be good or evil, it will come into judgment. But I say unto you that of every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof at the day of judgment. So to the last judgment, secret things shall be unveiled. Point number three, which being ended the godly. And deliver just Lord, vest with the unclean conversation of the wicked. And the Lord said unto him, Go through the midst of the city, even through the midst of Jerusalem, and set a mark upon the foreheads of them that mourn and cry out for all the abomination that be done in the midst thereof. Number four which being ended the godly number four shall possess the kingdom of god that's number four shall possess the kingdom of god i said i have been splitting it is it's one sentence and i have splitted them are you getting it shall possess the kingdom of god then shall the king say to them on the right hand come ye be blessed of my father inherit ye the kingdom prepared for you from the beginning of the world yes so those of you who live right Eh? You inherit the kingdom of God. You have hope. Point number five, and that is the last point. But unbelievers and reprobate shall be in hell, tormented with the devil and his angels. Then shall he say unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, which is prepared for the devil and his angels. The scripture For proof were only quoted by the author to move thee to search them. The words themselves I have expressed at the endless request. Let me use this scripture. Do you have this scripture that says the endless expectation of the believer? I wait for the manifest. Go and look for that scripture for me. Yes. Go and look for that scripture for me. The endless expectation. Yes. Unbelievers, you now know where you are going. This means that if you are here, you are not born again. You must receive Jesus as your Lord 
and savior which is very very important yes which is very, very important all the scriptures that i give were proof of what i was teaching you it was not just quoted it was proof. for the endless romans 8 19 endless expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of god so now we now know six principles six principles i hope now if i ask you, you can explain the six principle in a simple way principle number one is what in simple in simple terms that i should know what i believe in god that there is god god is one is the creator of all things is the governor of all things is distinguished into three parts are you getting it principle number two i must also understand man that man is corrupted man is wholly corrupted man corrupted through adam's fall man became slaves to satan man is guilty of eternal damnation principle number three what is the escape route for man because we are corrupted was jesus so the third principle is that jesus is the son of god we know he was being made man by his death on the cross and by righteousness and had perfectly alone by himself accomplished all the things needful for the salvation of mankind and the fourth principle is that a man the fourth principle is that what can we do to partake in that blessedness so that we will not lose we will not die being condemned and that is we must look for jesus and how do we do that we must carry a contrite and a humble spirit and by faith alone apprehending and applying christ with all his importance or merit unto himself and is justified we should be justified before god and also sanctified are you getting it and the fifth principle <laughs> is to also understand that we can receive these things when we have faith so how do we obtain faith and we know that we obtain faith by the preaching of the word if the word is not being preached we cannot obtain it and we must also follow principles as the elders were under the clouds are you getting it and we must also pray because when we pray our faith are also being lifted up are you getting it and we got the sixth principle and the sixth principle state that what is the state of all man now after we know all this thing what is our final state after death what's our state and we saw that we will rise again we will rise again and there are two kinds of resurrection resurrection unto condemnation and resurrection unto what life and we saw that those who did right will resurrect into what life those who did wrong will resurrect into condemnation and we know that we shall not only resurrect but we shall possess kingdoms are you getting it and every work everything we did shall also go through fire it will be tested we will be judged of every word we said but the bible says that the unbelievers and reprobate shall also be in hell's torment they will be tormented in hell which was created not for man but for the devil and his angels this is your foundation as a believer and this is where we end our service for this morning the lord bless you <laughs> oh jesus oh jesus thank you for today thank you for today thank you you <laughs>
Father, I pray for all your people under the sound of my voice that today they have understood their foundation in you. They now have the basic foundation even in their natural life or in their destinies. And they now have a deep understanding about their foundations in the Lord. They now understand that you are God and that you are distinguished into three separate parts. They understand their purpose. They understand their need of faith and they understand the source of faith. They understand the man behind our salvation and they understand what will become of us after death. And they also understand what will become of us after resurrection. Lord, I decree in the name of Jesus. Let this word that has been sown in their life never be taken out from their life. Let them be established on this proper foundation of Christ that they will be properly established firmly in their faith, unshakable and unmovable, in the name of Jesus. Therefore, I bring down any wrong foundations against their lives and destinies. Today, any foundation that is not of you has been uprooted, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for today, for helping me to teach your people and to guide them through these things that I have learned in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you are here, you are not born again. You know that man fell. I don't have to even go back. The teachings of today should tell you the need of a God or the need of salvation, the need of Christ. You don't know him, say this words after me. Say, Father, I am a sinner and I repent of all my sins. Cleanse me from every form of unrighteousness and make me anew. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus you are my Lord and you are my Savior. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died for my sins. I believe you resurrected for my redemption. I believe you have ascended into the heaven, making intercession for me. I believe you will come back again. So help me, God. I declare today that I am a new creation and I am born again in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. I'm by the name Prolific George Mark Eagle. Until we meet at 3 p.m. to break our fast. Yesterday it was massa aggressive red hot prayers for, for, for 40 minutes. Today at 3 p.m. we will come and break our fast. Today is day three of our fasting and prayers. May the Lord give you strength. Any weakness in your bone, may the Lord strengthen you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Until we meet again, at three is bye bye for now. And I am a young just